Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Chad Randall at Life Story Church. We are a grassroots church located in the heart of the Bellevue community in Nashville, Tennessee. Our services are streamed live on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time. We would love for you to join us. Now here's Pastor Chad Randall. Good evening, guys, friends, family. We're so happy that you're joining us here. Uh, quite an interesting uh, circumstance to be meeting under with all of the turmoil having to do with the election. Uh, that video I shared with you guys on Sunday, I wanted to take the time to share it again because I believe it's uh, powerful, moving, uh, I can't help but feel patriotic when I watch it, and I think, uh, I think we need a, a little bit of that in the world today, don't we? Um, uh, a couple announcements that I want to get to right off the bat, because uh, as I stated on our uh, Facebook page, our, our Life Story family page group, we're not going to dive into a deep study uh, tonight as we normally do on these Wednesday nights. Uh, it's been kind of an exhausting day uh, for us in this house in regards to an exhaust the exhausting night that we had last night, staying up so late watching election returns come in, and then of course all of this drama, and I'm sure uh, uh, like a lot of you, uh, we've been following uh, all of the new updates, trying to get as much information as we can from every resource that we can. With all of this uh, um, reporting of election fraud. It's truly an election like none other in the history of our nation. So I know myself and Amber, we're trying to stay as engaged as we can and get as much true information, not fake, a fake information. I've got my, you'll see I've got my cof, coffee cup, one of my favorite ones tonight, the fake news network coffee mug. Um, obviously there's a lot of deception that's at play right now in our news media and in the world and uh, you know corruption. Uh, corruption runs deep into the government of this nation and it needs to be exposed and uh, what we're seeing is the fruit of that corruption I believe right now. But time will tell, time will tell how this is going to go. Uh, you know, I just say all this to say, yes, it's been exhausting. It's been a long run. Uh, so I didn't want to burden us tonight with uh, a heavy uh, brain load, right? I didn't want to burden you with a, a, a lesson that, that dug in as deep into the Word of God as we normally do in regards to even studying history, studying all the context, studying the Greek or the Hebrew or this or the that. I know you guys are tired because I'm tired, right? So uh, I just wanted to get together and I want us tonight to pray for our nation together. Amen? Uh, that's what needs to happen in this country. That's what needs to happen in our churches across this land right now, that we pray, we unite, first of all, and we pray for God's will in our nation. We pray for God's will be done in this election. Um, <clears throat> and we pray for unity. We pray for unity in the church and unity as uh, citizens of this great country, uh, that we are united in our uh, fight uh, against corruption and united in our defense of liberty, truly. Uh, I said this on Sunday that, that uh, uh, tyranny is at your doorstep. Didn't I say that? Tyranny remains at your doorstep, uh, church. And from many of the reports that I'm seeing come out right now, it, this election is on the verge of being stolen, and that needs to be fought. And, you know, uh, so... so how do we respond to that as Christians? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight, okay? So if you guys have comments, I want you to comment. I've actually got my iPad up here uh, for once. Normally, I can't pay too much attention to that because I'm getting into other work. So if somebody says hi, Ray says hi. I see Debbie's there. Jesse Baker's there. 
even Travis Fods. I went to high school with him. Hey, Travis, how you doing, buddy? I want you guys to talk to me tonight. Tara, Morgan crew, awesome. Talk to me tonight. I'll try to look down here as often as I can. I want your input, okay? Your church family wants your input. Isn't that what the body of Christ is after all? We all have different giftings. We've been given different giftings specifically for a reason by the Holy Spirit to bring them together, to serve them to one another, okay? So uh, if you have a scripture that's encouraging, I want you to share it. If you have got, uh, uh, if the Lord is giving you a, a word of knowledge or insight, I want you to share it, okay? We test all things by the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, but uh, I want us to rally. I want us to rally tonight, okay? Uh, we do not uh, uh, shrink back. We are not of the tribe that shrinks back. We do not live in fear of the days ahead, amen? So, uh, you know, let's not let's not be sitting back in our in our respective living rooms watching returns come in on Fox News or CNN or whatnot, and just being fretful and depressed and everything else. Okay, um, I had a, I had a, a little back and forth with uh, somebody I know from uh, from. Uh, years ago, uh, a friend who I've known forever who's on the other side of the aisle on this issue. And, and in our back and forth, it led me, uh, moved me, rather, I should say, to make a statement uh, regarding our faith. And I believe what the place of the Christian is in this sort of environment and on this political scene. And I just want to share that with you guys. I don't know if you saw it or not. I know a couple of you did. But if you didn't, I want to share it with you. Can I see that first uh, picture, Eva? And they can read it along with me as we go. The seed of this nation was planted in a field saturated with the blood of patriots, and many were men of the cloth. This nation would not have seized victory in the revolution without the Black Robe Regiment's participation. There are many brands of Christianity. With the apostate church being so prevalent today, a Christianity that votes for abortion fails to speak or stand against the promises of tyrannical communist policy and doesn't recognize the immoral corruption of Joe Biden. Yeah, I said that, guys. I'm sorry if uh, a pastor speaking in politics makes you uncomfortable, but this is exactly what the back and forth was about. I was being... Uh, you know, the statement, I hear this all the time. People will say a pastor shouldn't be this vocal in politics and everything else. Well, well, that's what you're going to get. Uh, let me finish this statement and you'll see why. Uh, a Christianity that doesn't recognize the immoral corruption of Joe Biden is toothless and to blame for the rampant immorality in this nation. It's a Christianity I have no part in. So if you're checking out our church, at least you'll know where we stand, right? I will stand for truth against tyranny. Was Jesus wrong? to turn the tables over in the temple? Were the revolutionary pastors wrong to throw off the yoke of English oppression and, uh, and founding? With God's help, the greatest beacon of freedom in the history of the world. Oh, let me read that again. Were the, were the revolutionary pastors wrong to throw off the yoke of English oppression and found, with God's help, the greatest beacon of freedom in the history of the world, which is this nation, by the way? Were the Christian abolitionists wrong to sow the divisions that led to the liberation of the slaves? I'm comfortable with where I stand, guys, okay? Um, I want to lead with this statement because obviously I am uh, making my political opinion known and I'm advocating for my political opinion. And I'm calling on uh, those that uh, uh, follow me as a teacher and, and uh, uh, follow us in, in our church membership uh, to 
stand, to speak, stand and, and pray, as we always do, okay? But we're not going to be shy about where we stand on the issues. We're not going to be shy uh, about what we see happening in the world right now, in our country right now. So I followed that up with another quote. I don't have it on the screen for you guys, but I'm going to read it to you. It says this simply, It is the truth itself that creates division. Remember, again, of course, I'm being accused of sowing division as a pastor, and a pastor shouldn't be sowing division, right? And I said to that, It is the truth itself that creates division. People will choose to hide from the light or step into it. Because remember, the light exposes every deed done in darkness. And there is the divide, period. I, I went on to say, is, remember, this is a thread. I've never done this before, but I think it, it's important for us guys to be on the same page here. I, just, I said I posted, I simply had posted a factual statement, uh, and in doing so is where the, uh, where the accusatory, you know, or the opinion came that a pastor shouldn't speak out. I said I just posted a factual statistic that is highly suspect, in my opinion, and the truth of that will do the dividing, not me. Do not suppose, I said, uh, then quoting Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. What Jesus means in that is that Jesus is truth. Do you understand that, church? And when truth is spoken, that is where the divide is made. Honestly, that's where uh, 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 fathers, were, uh, sons will turn against fathers, daughters against mothers, so on and so forth, is for those who try to hide from the light, versus those who step into the light. It's wheat and tares. Is this the sowing of division? Am I sowing division? You know, well, I'll tell you what, like I said a moment ago, uh, if the abolitionists standing up for truth <laughs> definitely, sowed, definitely sowed division, if they were wrong for that, then I'll be wrong. Right? I want to be on the right side of history. I want to be on the right side of standing up against everything that that political machine represents, the wickedness and corruption. All right? I don't, church, there's a problem in the church, okay? And I've talked about this all of the time. Charles Finney in the late 1800s, he wrote an op-ed, you've heard me say it ad nauseum, right? He wrote an op-ed in the New York Liberty uh, 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 newspaper uh, in the end of the turn of the last century. And he wrote, if the halls, and I'll paraphrase quickly, if the halls of Congress are bought and sold by special interests, if the land falls into immorality, yada, 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 all of these, he's describing today basically, he says it'll be the pulpits that are responsible. It'll be the pulpits that are responsible. It'll be the pulpits that are responsible. He says it again and again and again. I don't want that on me, all right? So when I see truth, I'm going to speak truth, period. That's a charge to us as pastors. If you ask me, I have more of a responsibility to stand up and speak out and speak truth than anybody else because of the position and the platform that I have. The church at large has become toothless, and it's, this is a defining moment right now in the history of our nation. And it cannot be lost on you, Christian. It cannot be lost on you. This is a defining moment. I don't want us to get complacent in this moment. There's a danger because the church at large has become very much toothless. Very much toothless, all right? Uh, the, 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 uh, the prosperity doctrine and new apostolic reformation, many of these bad teachings and bad theologies have, have, have not helped at all. <laughs> the 
You are the you are the restrainer of evil in this world. Do you understand that? Do you understand that when Paul says the strainer the restrainer will be removed uh, just before the tribulation period, that he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives within you? That Holy Spirit within you is meant to restrain wickedness and darkness in this world, not to tolerate it, not to put up with it. Have we learned nothing from studying the letters to the churches? Am I right? So, my goodness, this thought that that the Christian should just turn the other cheek in regards to uh, being oppressed and enslaved is ridiculous. Were the revolutionary founding fathers in the wrong for standing up and for tyranny against tyranny and throwing it off? Of course, of course, they were not wrong for throwing off the yoke of tyranny. All right, I don't want us to get complacent right now. Okay, we need to pray, church. We need to be praying for our nation, praying for our president. Uh, so, God is on the throne. We know that. We need to remember that, okay? And yes, yes, we, especially being in the end times, I believe very much that God is going to make sure that the chess pieces he needs moved end up where he needs them to be moved, okay? I, let me say that first before I jump into anything else I'm going to talk about tonight, okay? Uh, many believe, though, that God is a kingmaker and that any king who has ever sat on any throne was put there by God. This is a, a Calvinistic idea. You've got to understand a little bit of history on this. The history of Calvinism goes way back to when England was oppressed by the Roman Catholic Church. So the Roman Catholic Church would hold all of the European nations hostage. Essentially, they would say, we will excommunicate your entire nation, king, if you don't do exactly what we say. And of course, the king, you know, doesn't want to be responsible for all of his people thinking that, well, it's your fault now, I'm going to hell. That's great. And then what would they do? They would overthrow their king. So, essentially, the papacy, uh, papacy controlled the kings with this right. So Calvin, in, an, in order to try and uh, find... I don't know. It looks like we're back. Are we back, guys? Yeah. Somebody comment. We're back. Broadcast. Inter Thank you, Laura. I see that. Boy, I, Facebook isn't liking this one, I guess. I know I'm teasing. It's probably just the internet. You know, it's probably Comcast who doesn't like it. I don't know. My point is, uh, I don't know where I left off, guys, but on my little rant there. But let me just say this. I don't want you to get complacent just thinking that God is just going to put on the throne whoever he wants to put on the throne, okay? Many believe that God is the kingmaker, okay? But is that true? Let's take a look, all right? Daniel, a lot of people, they look to Daniel chapter 2, Romans chapter 9. Let's read that, shall we? Together. Open your Bibles with me if you can. Verse 19, chapter 2, verse 19 through 21 on Daniel. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Verse 20, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. Verse 21, and he changes the times and the seasons 
He removes kings and raises up kings. All right, so there he is. Okay, so God removes kings and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. All right, so that's one verse. That's one verse. Sounds like God puts kings on the throne, right? Well, let's read another one. Romans uh, chapter 9, Romans chapter 9, verse 17. Let's read that. For the scriptures say to the Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. So I raised up Pharaoh. Okay. So what does this tell us? Come back to me now. What does this tell us? That God obviously can and has named and placed kings throughout history, right? Obviously. I'm not trying to argue that tonight, okay? But what will we do then with Hosea chapter 8, verse 1 through 4? Journey with me to Hosea chapter 8, verse 1 through 4. The context of this verse is the apostasy of Israel. Verse 1. Set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Verse 2. Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. Verse 4. Do we have verse 4 either? Maybe push the little play button if you have to. There it is. They set up kings. This is everything right here, guys. I'm glad we got this one. They set up kings, but not by me. What? They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. From their silver and gold, they made idols for themselves that they might be cut off. Oh, so it's possible for kingdoms, people, and nations to set up their own kings to step out of the unity and alignment with the Holy Spirit and set up their own kings. So sometimes God is very specific in pointing out and placing kings on certain thrones at certain times throughout history. Other times throughout history, the people in rebellion and apostasy do it themselves. Is that a contradiction? No, it's not a contradiction. God does, and God himself puts kings on the throne. Does he? Well, yeah. Does he all the time? Obviously not. That's not a contradiction. You've got to look at the full context in the Word of God if you've learned anything at Life Story Church. You know that, right? But then what do we do with Romans chapter 13? This is another one that the uh, uh, new apostate church will want to throw at you to, to get you to disengage, to, to declaw you. Let's read Romans chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Famously, it talks about submitting to government, right? Let's look at verse 1. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. Oh, uh-oh. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Okay, okay. Therefore, whoever risks authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment upon themselves. Now, what am I supposed to do with this one? That's even... That's... Okay, the other ones, they were clear. This is even more clear, though, right? But then what do I do with... Hosea, how can I reconcile Hosea? I have an idea. 
let's read the full context. The full context, let's read verse 3. Romans 13, verse 3 and 4. For rulers, for rulers are not a terror to good works. Rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Oh dear. Are the rulers of our nation a terror to evil? Could you describe James Comey's FBI as a terror to evil? I don't think I... Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. <laughs> Let's keep... Can we go back to that verse? Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same. Verse 4. For he is God's minister. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute the wrath on him who practices evil. Okay, uh, come back to me here if you can. Does this sound like... Joe Biden, the righteous executor of justice against those who do evil. This verse here plainly, plainly is speaking about government and the role that government is supposed to have, church. Supposed to have. It does not explicitly say that specific people are appointed by God, but that their roles, their positions as an authority to administer justice is if you believe that God explicitly chooses every leader, then Hosea 8.4 makes no sense in your framework. We have to fight against the wickedness that prevails and, and seeks to steal this election, church. With all my heart, I implore you, speak, stand, pray, and don't let up. Does God choose to put kings on thrones. Yes, I believe he chose Trump. I do. I believe as a flawed as a, of a man as he is, as, as all of so many vile and horrible things that people that don't like him could say about him, be, they're true, some of them, right? Yeah, but you know what? Don't look, like I said this on Sunday, you don't look at the personality, you look at the man. Nobody has even Israel, do you know that, that uh, uh, the Jews were gathered at the Temple Mount to pray for President Trump on election night? Because there has never been a kinder uh, uh, president to the nation of Israel. Never. Since the third nation of Is Israel was prophetically reborn in 1948. They love President Trump. Nobody's been kinder. He moved the, the embassy. First president in 40 years promising to move the embassy to Jerusalem. He actually did it, right? Look at this the, in the last month. Peace deal, peace deal, peace deal, peace deal, right? <sighs> so much prophetic happening right now. Church, I'm just telling you. Is there a possibility that Joe Biden wants to put, or, or God wants to put Joe Biden on the throne of America, uh, make him our president to move along the prophetic end, end game? Possibly, possibly. But you know what? We are also here to be the restrainer and the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And we can't shrink back thinking the examples I gave, the founding fathers throwing off tyranny, right? I'm just telling you, right? The abolitionists, Christian abolitionists standing up against slavery, 
Come on now. Come on now, church. We are called, we are called to stand up for liberty, stand up for freedom. We are called to stand against tyranny. Was Jesus wrong to throw the tables over in the temple? Or was he wrong to speak out? Or should he just be kept quiet? Because, oh, God had appointed uh, Caiaphas to be, you know, uh, the high priest at that time. Church, come on now. We have to fight against the wickedness that prevails. And the more you know about the corruption, the more de- truly, I know some of you guys watching this know the disgusting debauchery. I just, I, can I be honest with you? Before I get banned from Facebook, because that's probably coming, go to my Facebook page and watch the video compilation of Joe Biden sniffing and touching little girls during public pictures. It's disgusting. Oh, the depravity, church. So, if anybody's still with me, if anybody's still with me today, I want to pray for our nation, and I want us to pray together. So, wherever you are in your living room, wherever you are, I want you to start praying out loud. Pray out loud. I am going to pray out loud, and I'm going to read some scriptures to you guys, okay? Are we, are we ready for that? There we go. Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's right, Chad. The believers in this country have stood idle long enough, and it is disgusting, right? Amen. Let's let's read this. Proverbs chapter 29. Holy Spirit, Jesus, I just pray right now, Father, that you fill your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus, give us strength. Give us wisdom. Give us boldness, Lord Jesus. Give us understanding, Lord. We pray for our president right now, Lord. We pray that you'd give his lawyers wisdom. We rebuke evil. We rebuke tyranny. We rebuke corruption and the liars and the cheaters and the stealers in the name of Jesus right now. And we pray that their, their wicked plans would come to an end and be uncovered. Their deeds done in darkness literally while we slept last night in the name of Jesus at four in the morning. We pray that those deeds would be revealed, Father. We pray for, your, for justice and that it would be swift in the name of Jesus. For Proverbs chapter 29 uh, verse 2 says, when the righteous increase the people rejoice. Amen. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we don't want a wicked ruler, Lord Jesus. We rebuke that We rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus, that that depravity would not sit in the presidency, not in the oval office of our nation, that a godly man, uh, a believer in Christ, though he may not have been coming in his his behavior and actions, there is, have proven him to be, a, there's never been a bigger friend to uh, Christians in this country and to for religious liberty in the history of this country than uh, Donald Trump. So we pray for him, Lord, that we would not have to groan, Lord Jesus, as your people, your children, true children of faith and of the Holy Spirit, those that, that stand in the gap and restrain wickedness in this, in this time, in this country, Lord Jesus, as we groaned through eight years of Obama, Lord Jesus, but we would not act out in wickedness and violence as, as, as Antifa and Black Lives Matter have. For Proverbs chapter 29 verse 4 reads this, the king gives stability to the land by justice, by justice, but a man who takes bribes 
overthrows it. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the thought of having a leader rule over the United States of America, a nation that you supernaturally founded, God, that would not be here except for the divine providence that you laid out before our finding fathers. We rebuke the thought, Jesus, that would be ruled by somebody who takes bribes, openly takes bribes from Ukraine, from China, that this has been exposed from Russia. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke it. We, the people watching Jesus right now in the name of Jesus that are offended by that statement, Lord, I pray that you give them supernatural uh, uh, ability to find the, the wisdom and the willingness to seek that out because the, it's, the evidence is all there and anybody that wants to find it will find it. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, righteousness exalts a nation. Lord Jesus, we have been unrighteous, Lord. We have been unrighteous. Lord, the soil of this nation, the blood of innocent children cries out from the soul of this, from the ground of this nation. Lord, forgive us, Lord. We cry out for your mercy in the name of Jesus, God. The righteousness exalts a nation. Your righteousness, God, not our own, Lord. We are sinners, God, and we need your forgiveness. We need your righteousness to robe us, God, because we are far from worthy to stand before the Father. So the righteousness exalts a nation, Lord Jesus. We ask that your righteousness would exalt our nations. Verse uh, uh, 34, uh, Proverbs 14. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. A disgrace. Don't let our nation be disgraced, God. Don't let us uh, be made to be a fool before the world, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, Lord, strengthen our president. Encourage our president, Lord. Encourage your church, Lord Jesus. Embolden our church, Lord, that we stand for truth and justice, Lord Jesus. As long as it's up to us, we'll keep the peace. We are peacemakers who sow in peace, who will reap a harvest of righteousness, Lord. That is the cry of our heart and the desire of our heart, Lord Jesus. But give us the strength, Lord. Give us the strength and encouragement not to let up. Even when, even when we're watching the uh, acceptance speech later tonight, likely, or tomorrow, Lord, let us not fall into despair, Lord, but let that embolden us to ensure the recount in Wisconsin, the recount in Arizona, the recount in, in, in Michigan, the, with the lawsuits being filed in Pennsylvania. Lord Jesus, we pray against the deception. We pray against, in the name of Jesus, all, can we, all of us right now, are we in agreement? We pray, Lord Jesus, against any effort to steal the election. If it be proven that it wasn't stolen and that it was legitimate somehow, and everything else that we are seeing that is right in front of our faces would be proved to be false somehow, then Christian people, men and women across this nation, will accept that if it can be shown to be true. But everything that we have seen thus far is proven that it's a fraud. The greatest fraud ever perpetrated on the, in the history of this nation. I'll say in the history of the world because there's never been a greater nation in the history of the world. This is a fraud against liberty. You know what they're going to do, do I have to tell you? I don't have to be a political pundit to tell you, do I? They're going to pack the court. Do you know what that means? That means it, it will be liberals for the rest of the history of our nation, which probably wouldn't be as long as it's been, Every decision will go liberal. There will be no equal representation on the court 
anymore, period. They have promised to make, uh, they have promised to make between 11 and 30 million illegal immigrants legal citizens. There will never be another Republican president if that happens. Immediately, immediately. Uh, church, the court system, the citizenship issues. I mean, we, we, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be Tucker Carlson here tonight. You can watch him. He's probably, on. He's probably on right now. So you can watch it after then, right? You recorded it, I hope. Pray this with me. Jesus. Hear our hearts, O Lord our God. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11 and 12. Let's read it, church. Yours, O Lord. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Holy Spirit, Yeshua HaMashiach. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. So have your way, your will be done. In the name of Jesus, we pray it forward. Lord God, Lord God, let it be so. Let it be so. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1 reads, A king's heart is like channeled water in the Lord's hands. He directs it wherever he chooses. It can be so, can be so. So right now, if this is one of the kings that you've chosen and Trump, Lord, Donald Trump, we ask that you would give him direction, Father. Give him wisdom, Father, on how to navigate these waters, Lord. Give them aid, supernatural, spiritual, angelic, your spirit, your presence, Lord. Psalm 91 verse 1 reads, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under, under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him. I will trust, Lord Jesus, we trust you. Above all else, hear the prayers of your people. Hear our hearts tonight. We trust you, Lord Jesus. We rest, Father. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We abide under your shadow, Lord. We stay, in other words, we stay. We don't run out from your shade, God. You are our refuge. You are our fortress, Lord Jesus, a wall around us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, our protection. So protect this nation that you've built, Lord Jesus. We pray that this republic would not be lost, would not be lost to the communist ideology, Lord Jesus, of those that would take over our nation, Lord. Mm. That would take over our nation. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke those ideas. We rebuke that from happening, Lord. We trust in you, God. We trust in you that we would not be the generation that loses this way of life, Lord. As Ronald Reagan famously said, uh, that liberty is a fragile thing, never more than one generation away from extinction. Don't let us be the nation that let it slip through our fingers for our children, Lord God. Oh, so we fight and we war in the spirit. We war in prayer and we come before the throne room with humbled hearts, Lord Jesus, but with prayers of expectation to see your hand move, Lord. Lord, we cry out for your mercy, Lord Jesus. John chapter 14, verse two, and we'll close here, guys. It reads, peace I leave with you. Mm. Is this the right one? Okay. 
can we get, go to the next one? Yes, yes. Is there another tile? Is that it? Ah, just take it off. I'll read it here. They got loaded wrong. It's fault. my fault. Peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Do you hear that tonight, church? We pray. We war. Let's stand up. We can't shrink back. We're not of the tribe that shrinks back. We're not going to just sit back and not speak up and stand out or protest if we have to. We're not going to shrink back, right? And say, well, God will just do what he wants to do. No, 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 no. We petition the Lord God Almighty. Amen? We petition him. And we do our part. We do our part to restrain wicked and evil. Oh, where would all of these poor lost souls that are trafficked in this sex trade industry be if, if the good men and women of law enforcement didn't stand up and take action? No, we need to stand. We are the, the restrainer of evil and darkness in this world. So we stand. We submit to him. We ask his will. We petition and we speak, stand, pray. And we endure that trouble. We do. Because in this life, you will have trouble. You will have persecution. But there's a difference between having trouble and letting our hearts be troubled. So we rest in you tonight, Jesus. We rest in you. Lord Jesus, give your people calm. Give them peace, Father. Give them rest. Lord, as they know that we do all we can, God, and we know and trust you, will do all you can and all you have ordained and your will be done. So, Lord Jesus, let not your hearts be troubled. We're not troubled, even in this time of trouble. And our hearts are not afraid. We will not be afraid of the days to come because I, I love as Tim Tebow once said, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds my future. Amen? Amen? I'm so proud of you guys and I'm so proud to be your pastor. I love you so much. I want you to know that, okay? So call, text, uh, or message me uh, if you have any questions or comments or whatnot. We're going to keep praying, guys, okay? We're going to keep praying. And whatever uh, happens will happen, and, uh, but we're going to do our part all the way through, amen? So let's be, let's be at the foot of the throne. Let's be pounding uh, on, on the doors of the throne room, amen? We come before you, Lord Jesus. Humbly, humbly, so humbly, but boldly, as you have told us to do. And Jesus said this, remember, the time is coming when you will come before the Father. And you'll not have to ask, and I'll paraphrase, you'll not have to ask me to ask the Father. No, you'll ask the Father directly because he loves you. He loves you because he knows that you have loved me. And that's us, and that's now. And so we come before the Father in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen, amen. So uh, we're going to be, it's going to be a beautiful, glorious day on Sunday. So we're going to meet at the retreat. We don't know how many uh, Sundays we're going to get to have at the retreat before it's just too cold and wet as winter approaches. So we're going to take advantage this week. Um, we're so blessed to have two beautiful places to meet between the Rutledge West and uh, the Rowwood Retreat, right? So 10.30 a.m. out at the Rowwood Retreat. We'll see you guys there, and we'll also see you online. We love you guys. Have a good night.